Hi there, I'm your host Kate. I grew up in Seattle, Washington around friends that were entrepreneurs or had parents that were. Throughout my different ventures, I came to a realization that I enjoy talking to people about their careers and listening to their inspiring stories. One day, I thought to myself, why not record these conversations and make it into a podcast? So here we are, and now these stories are available to you with the hope that you'll also find them inspiring. Sean Waltreff is the founder of Cali Barbecue Media, a media marketing coach, digital hospitality podcast host, and a proud dad. He started a restaurant in 2008, and it wasn't doing so hot until he found the key marketing strategy that grew his business. On this episode, Sean shares valuable points on how storytelling can help business growth and how to put it into action. Hi, Sean. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to uh, to share some some stories with you. Yeah, love your background. Can you tell me a little bit of why you chose that background? Sure. So my name's Sean Walchef. I'm an owner and founder of Cali Barbecue Media. We are a barbecue brand and a media brand in San Diego. So been in the restaurant business for 14 years, and we struggled a lot building this barbecue business on the West Coast and. Um, what we learned along the way was that we thought that if we built a great business and if we did really good at hospitality, all these people from all over San Diego, 3.3 million people would drive across the county to come and enjoy our barbecue and share our barbecue story with others. And once we realized that no one was going to share our story, that we had to do it ourselves, you know, there wasn't the local news wasn't coming down. We didn't have writers coming that we, we just realized that we had the greatest tool in our pocket and that was the smartphone. You know, we opened in 2008, the first iPhone came out in 2007 and really we've built our business on the backs of technology, media and storytelling. So now as a barbecue media company when we go and talk at the National Restaurant Association show to huge enterprise companies that have hundreds, if not thousands of restaurants, we teach them the same basic principles that we want to teach the listeners of this show of what we've learned. No matter where you are on earth, your voice matters, your story matters, what you're doing matters. And the more that you lean into what you do and you share that craft through audio, video, words, and images, if you do that on the internet, you're going to add value to the company that you work for, or you're going to create a new company. You're going to create this endless opportunity. There's connections all over the globe. You and I wouldn't be connected if it wasn't for what we call digital hospitality. When you share your truth online, when you share who you are and what you do, you attract other people to your story. If you attract other people to your story, you can start to develop a deep connection with people. I have friends all over the globe who are podcasters. I have friends all over the globe who are in hospitality business. 
And that's only because we're willing to be on TikTok, to be uncomfortable, to be on Clubhouse, to be podcasting, to write articles, to share the story of who our business is, because there's people all over the globe that are just trying to figure it out. Entrepreneurs that are trying their best to figure out how do I start my business? How do I launch my business? How do I have a grand opening? And once I have the grand opening, now the, the, big, the big race actually begins, the marathon begins. How do I go from one restaurant to two restaurants? How do I get media attention? How do I make an impact on my community? How do I build a, how do I recruit people? You know, you recruit in today's age by sharing your story. Literally, I don't put any posts on LinkedIn to hire people. I'll put a video on LinkedIn of me talking about the culture at our restaurant, talking about the culture at our media company. And through that, we've created all kinds of opportunities. We have a show with entrepreneur.com called Restaurant Influencers. We also have Yelp. Toast is our primary technology partner. They're a sponsor of the show. So we've created revenue streams for our restaurant business because of media, because of storytelling. And that's literally what I do every single day is teaching other people how you can unlock this incredible opportunity if you start to use that smartphone. It doesn't have to be an iPhone, can be an Android, doesn't matter. But what matters is getting uncomfortable. No one likes to speak in public. No one likes to tell their story. If you can't tell your story of who you are and what you do, you can't be memorable. No one else will tell your story. The better that you get at telling who you are, what you do, what your purpose is on this earth, the more opportunities that you'll get in your career or the more opportunities you'll get in business. I'm going to take a few steps back because you're our serial entrepreneur. You have podcast shows, you have Cali Barbecue Restaurant, and you also have Cali Barbecue Media. And when did you realize that you had to tell your story to grow your Cali barbecue restaurant business, for example? Like, how I mean, did you know that was all going to tie in? To, to be honest with you, I think it was by failing, you know, by failing and opening in a difficult market. You know, we opened in 2008 at the height of the economic recession. We were laughed at by close friend, family, friends, and people that I admire that, why are you opening a business in 2008? Why are you getting in the restaurant business? It's one of the hardest businesses to get in. Why are you opening in such a difficult location? All of the things that were against us, we turned into positives because it forced us to survive, to adapt and to survive and to use the internet, you know, literally to do the things that a restaurant does in real life. Restaurant owners, small business owners in real life do an amazing job. You can't open up a business unless you're great at taking care of people, whether it's a product or a service that you sell, you have to be great at that. If you can't do that in, in real life, you won't have a business. But how do you transform that onto the internet? There's so many different places that brands that you get found on the internet, whether it's on Google Maps, whether it's on Yelp, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, all of these different platforms, people are searching for products, services, solutions. If you're out there telling your story, people will find you. And the better that you get at, at blogging, creating search engine optimization content for your website. What, what's crazy to me is the, the business owners that understand that Instagram is important, they'll start to post on Instagram. But what do they post on Instagram? They post, this is my special, this is you know a product, a promotion that I have, or this is the, the reason why we're in business. They're literally blogging on Instagram, but they're not putting that content on their website. The website is going to allow people to find your business and find where you are. And the reason that we learned all this stuff was literally by failing, you know, because we didn't have people coming into our restaurant, because we struggled paying our bills in the first couple of years, 
we had to build a profitable business. Once we built a profitable business, how do you scale that? You scale that by taking care of more people. How do you take care of more people? You get better at telling your own story. Yeah. I like that you got very personable with your audience. Um, not many restaurant owners, I think, think about that. Think about the power of social media. I also see that you are very adaptable because in 2008, TikTok didn't exist. Correct. And you talked about being able to be on all the different platforms of social media, including TikTok. So um, how how is that like for you transitioning from like the Facebook world to creating TikTok videos? You said getting out of your comfort zone, um, doing things you're not comfortable with. How How did you come to make yourself comfortable or how did you come to have the courage to post that first video? Well, that's, that's a great question. It's something that it's easier for me now, you know, 15 years later to talk with conviction, having three podcast internet shows that we do getting featured on, you know, national news, going and doing speaking engagements. I, I speak with conviction out of experience. And it was out of that experience of knowing there was a time when we opened the restaurant and I made fun of my business partner, who was one of my best friends, Corey Robinson. We opened the, the restaurant in 2008. He was on Facebook and I made fun of him for being on. I said, why are you on Facebook? You know, are you trying to just go pick up girls? Is that what you're, you're doing on Facebook? And he's like, no, you know, this is a new platform. But for me, I didn't understand it. I said, we're in business. Like we're trying to run our restaurant. Once I realized that Facebook had a free platform, a free business page where I could actually post and start to talk about the things that were happening in our restaurant, it was kind of an aha moment for me. You know, it was a moment to understand that it's the same thing that happened with Yelp. At Yelp, as a restaurant owner, it's a place where people either love it or they hate it based off of the review. If it was a five-star review, of course we love it. Yeah, it was great. You had a phenomenal experience at our restaurant. If it was a one-star review, it's literally the worst thing that someone could say to you. It's your, it's like talking about your business baby. Like this is the baby that you created. You're calling my baby ugly or that we don't care about what we're doing. Once I removed the, the subjectivity of the platform, so removing the logo, my feelings of how do I feel about Facebook or how do I feel about Yelp? How do I feel about TikTok? All it is, is a story. It's a place to communicate. So understanding when someone comes into our restaurant, I don't treat someone at the bar different than I treat somebody in the banquet room or this family section or the booths. They're all part of our community. I'm welcoming them no matter who walks through our restaurant. So no matter what platform someone's on on the internet, whether it's Reddit, whether it's Nextdoor, whether it's Yelp, whether it's Google, all of these are all platforms where customers are looking to engage with our product, our barbecue, or our services, our catering, our hospitality, or our podcast. So how do you cultivate community? The same way that we do in real life. You welcome people. Mm -hmm. You know, hospitality is literally being kind to strangers. And people on the internet are strangers until they become somebody that you know, somebody that you respect. And the more that you cultivate that relationship, the more that you get brand ambassadors for your business and for what you're doing for your community. Yeah, I love the keywords you just said right there, community and hospitality. Yeah. So that's amazing that you were able to cultivate that through social media. And it's um, through consistency. You know, it's yeah. one of the biggest things you asked about the fear. And there was a huge fear for me to go on local news the first time that we finally got invited to go on news to talk about barbecue. You know, I'm not the pit master. I'm not the chef. Yeah. 
I have Gene Goikachea who helped us with his recipes and his techniques. And we cultivated that into our business, which is how we do great barbecue. We're building the Amazon of barbecue. We have friendly ghost kitchens that we're opening. It's slow food fast, but understanding no one knows the Cali barbecue media story like me, you know, and the restaurant owner, the business owner, the person that's listening to this, no one has your experience, no matter what position you are in the company. No one has your experience. No one can answer the questions the way that you can. It just takes the courage to know that your story matters. Your story matters. However, you got to where you are in your company, that journey matters. So if you're willing to share that journey, guess what? That's a benefit to whatever company you work for. You know, I go and I speak to restaurant technology companies, some small startup companies, some companies that have raised tens of millions of dollars to publicly traded companies. I talk to their marketing teams, their PR teams, their engineers, their sales teams. I tell them all, we all have the answers to our hopes and dreams in our hand. Are you willing to share the story? Are you, you don't have to go and create LinkedIn. You don't have to create TikTok. You don't have to create Instagram. You just have to be willing to turn the video on, literally a short form video, and have the courage to say, this is what I did in my company, in my day. And documenting that and publishing that allows people to go, well, that's cool. I didn't know you worked for such a cool company. Like, yeah. well, I didn't think anyone cares. I mean, that's the problem is that people don't think anyone cares and people mm -hmm. do care. Well, um, so Sean, did you have a background? Did you study business, entrepreneurship, marketing? <laughs> no, I went to business. I, I thought I was going to be a business major. And I realized that all the classes that I took didn't inspire me. Um, you know, to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why we created our first show, which is Digital Hospitality. Our podcast was to have the conversations about business that I didn't get in college. Um, I studied sociology. Sociology made the most sense to me. And, you know, Frankly, I kind of consider myself a digital sociologist. You know, I'm yeah. constantly studying how people interact online, how they communicate, how they build community online, and how do we do it in real life? And as a restaurant owner, the thing that's always made a mark on me is, is making friendships. You know, when you meet someone for the first time, when you break bread with them, when you have barbecue with them, when you have a drink with them, when you welcome them into your home, our, our restaurant is a home and watching people take ownership of this is my favorite section of the restaurant that I always come and I sit, you know, with my mom's birthday and bringing her there and watching the family interact. That was the true calling for me of understanding, like, that's what hospitality is. And hospitality happens all over the world. It doesn't matter if it's a village. It doesn't matter if it's a big city behind me. You're seeing this on video. I have a backdrop of New York City. I'm in San Diego, but my podcast studio, I have New York City because it helps me think big. Every single person in this city matters, but also every person in every village matters. And we have the tools and the technology to amplify that message if we have the courage to do it. And having the courage to do it one time is one thing, but it's having the courage to make the commitment to the craft. Yeah. Every single day, the craft and the consistency, because as you do it, the better you get at doing it. Just as you started this podcast, I'm sure this interview is much easier than the interviews you had when you first started. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. I like what you mentioned about consistency and because I think what practice and just actually the most important thing, putting your uh, yourself into action rather than just speaking it. Yes. It makes you feel more comfortable too. Yes. So 
I'm just imagining right now in 08, you opened a restaurant and you realize it's starting to fail. You're not getting customers in. You're not getting the numbers you were like thinking, thinking you would get. And the economy was a, was just not doing well at the time. How long did it take you before you found that you needed to be on social media and started that consistency? Well, I mean, I think it was, it was rather quickly. I mean, rather quickly, the making fun of my friend for being on Facebook, that was, you know, start of 2008, I'm pretty sure. And we opened in 2008 and trying to figure out how do we market our restaurant? How do we get people to care and understanding that we were willing to do anything, anything and everything advertising wise, marketing wise, branding wise to get people to learn about our story. And, you know, the evolution of the last 15 years of how do you do that? How do you do that every single day? You know, when I go and I speak to business owners, entrepreneurs, I say the answer to the internet, the answer to storytelling is quantity plus speed plus consistency equals quality. Quantity plus speed plus consistency equals quality. And the problem that everyone has is they want quality first. I want quality before I produce or publish anything on the internet. Everyone wants a commercial. The problem is the internet doesn't want a commercial. My children, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. They watch YouTube. They know how to skip on YouTube because they don't want their content interrupted. So that skip feature is what people do when they scroll on Instagram and they scroll on Facebook. We all see stuff that it's like, I've already seen that stuff. That's not inspiring. What is inspiring is if you're going through LinkedIn and you see people posting, oh, I got a new job or this, but all of a sudden you see someone speaking their truth who they are and what they do, it makes you stop going, well, I know that person, whether they're in the same industry or you're, or not, you go, I, I see that person. Well, where are they? They're at a cool conference in Chicago with all these other people. And look, they've gotten you know this opportunity. Now, all of a sudden, you're top of mind in somebody's yeah. feed because you're willing to do what other people aren't. So are you willing to do what other people won't do? My grandfather, was born in a village in Bulgaria. And one of the things, a couple of the things that he talks to me about, I speak about him on the podcast all the time is to stay curious. Nobody is going to listen to this podcast. If you're not a curious person, you don't read, if you don't want to get better, anybody that's listening to this, like you're part of a tribe, you're part of somebody that wants to get better. But then what you said is action, get involved. You know, are you willing to get involved? Because we've all gone to a speech. We've all had a great teacher that inspired us that had incredible message. But then what did you do with that message? You took notes, you go, you shook your head. You're like, yes, this is a great idea. Am I going to do that? But did you do anything? And then ask for help. You, my grandfather always sat in the front of the class. And when I was a kid, he asked me, Sean, are you going to sit in front of the class? And I wanted to be a cool kid. So I wanted to sit in the back so that I could make friends and friends would think I was cool. Only until I got older did I realize why it's so important to sit in front of the class you're right next to the most important person that's giving you that knowledge. That's the person that you can stay after and ask them a question, a follow-up. You can develop a relationship. Some of the deepest relationships I had were people that I was willing to ask for help. Are you willing to ask for help? At the point where you opened your restaurant and you were running it, how long after that until you started Cali Barbecue Media? So the, the official launch of Cali Barbecue Media was really in 2017 is when we launched our first podcast. Okay. So the first podcast was called Behind the Smoke. And the idea was to do a business podcast about restaurants, about barbecue, 
Um, it evolved into about digital marketing, about storytelling, about media, about self-improvement. But really, once we started having pillar content so that no matter what, every single week, we were going to produce a long form interview video, audio, words, images, we were going to do that every week, no matter what. That's when we really, truly became a media company. How did you find your first client? You talked about um, being able to have like, like being willing to learn, but also building that community and the team that may know more knowledge about a certain topic, for instance, social media than yourself. Um, I'm just suspecting at that time, you may not have known everything about social media. Correct. Um, I still don't. I barely know anything. Yeah. So how <laughs> that, did you It changes so, so quickly. Yeah. How did you build your team and, and then how did you find your first customer? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the answer for anything is it goes back to one of my favorite books, which is written by Cal Newport and it's be so good. They can't ignore you. And that comes from a Steve Martin, the comedian, Steve Martin was an incredible comedian, still is an incredible comedian, uh, but he gave an interview um, back when he was coming up. And he, in that interview, they asked him, you know, Steve, how, how did you become such a great comedian? He says, well, I'm going to tell you an answer that you probably aren't going to like. And the interviewer said, what are you talking about? He said, well, the answer is to be so good. They can't ignore you to be so good at your craft, at whatever you're doing, that because you're so good, someone will go and tell someone else. And that person will tell someone else and they will invite you to a bigger stage. And then those people will say, how do I do business with you? And those people will go and be ambassadors for you. And that's really how we treated our barbecue. That's how we treat our media. That's how we treat our consulting. That's how we can treat our, our speaking is if we continue to always add value, if we always add value, if we're not asking for a sale, I don't go on any of these podcasts and tell people to come to San Diego to buy barbecue. That's not the goal. The goal is to have somebody hear our story, implement what we're talking about, do that in their real life, in their business, in their career. And when they do that, go, hey, maybe I, I'll listen to you know Sean's podcast. Maybe I'll subscribe. Maybe I'll tell a friend about that podcast. If I do that, because it's so valuable, because they're always learning something, because they're always implementing something, that will help us grow. And that's literally helped us get to the point where now we have multiple sponsors for both of our shows. We have launched in our third show. I have a, a list of people that want to do content with us. So that's how I build the team. That's how we build the show. That's how we build revenue. Um, and it's just a really exciting mm -hmm. point to be right now. Did you approach your first sponsor or did they approach you? Uh, I spoke my sponsor into existence. So one of the secrets to the world that we live in is that in business, with social media, everyone's creating B to C content. So as a business, we're creating content for a consumer. So a restaurant will do pictures of their barbecue or pictures of their burgers or pictures of their sushi, whatever their category is. That's what they do on Instagram. Same as everybody else. Every business has vendors. So you can't be in business without vendor relationships the businesses that are willing to create vendor content because every vendor also needs social media content. The most powerful social media content that can, you can create is by telling your story of why you picked that vendor. What is that vendor's product or service doing for your business that's helping your business succeed? Now, most people are going to think, well, why would my customers care about 
the technology that I'm bringing into my restaurant. So we use Toast. Toast is our primary point of sale partner. It's our primary technology partner. We switched. We were on a legacy point of sale system until the pandemic in 2020. We switched to Toast. Toast is now a publicly traded company. When we signed with Toast, I told them, I'm going, we are a barbecue media company. So we are going to create media content, blogs, podcasts, TikTok videos, LinkedIn posts, all about the products and services that you guys do. And they, they laughed at us. They go, no, you're not. You know, people tell us things all the time. And I said, well, no, we will, because that's literally how we built our business. So when I did that, once we got the hardware for our restaurant, we did an unboxing video. My general manager and myself unboxed the technology that we were bringing into our restaurant. We filmed it for YouTube. Within one day, the CEO of the company had shared the video across the entire company Slack channel presented it in the all hands meeting. And within one year, we were on invited as one of the 20 restaurants for their IPO. So our restaurant, our little tiny restaurant that was willing to share the story of the technology coming into our restaurant was willing, was got invited to the IPO um, for this technology company. Now they're, they're our title sponsor of our podcast. If you're willing to do what other people aren't, there's incredible opportunity for you. I see that you're quite the risk taker. At this point, you you did not you're not going down the traditional route of going to school, getting an office job, and just staying there till retirement. You are a serial entrepreneur, and during the Great Resignation, a lot of individuals probably found themselves stuck in a limbo of wanting to leave their company to either spend more time with their family, find a career they're passionate in, or start their own business. Is grocery styled lists that you can share with our listeners, if they wanted to do that today, what are the steps they should take? Yeah, to be honest with you, it's, it's, the, it's the wisdom that I, sh- I just shared recently. It's, it's stay curious you know, continue to consume podcasts like these, find other podcasts that inspire you, find audio books that inspire you, find books that inspire you, but then get involved. You know, don't just take notes, do something about those notes. If somebody says that short form video is important, make a video, do a selfie short form video and publish it on Facebook, publish it on Instagram, publish it on LinkedIn about who you are and what you do, and then ask for help. You know, there's never been a place, a time in, in history where gatekeepers are, are no longer there. If you have a compelling message, if you have a compelling question with somebody that you hear on a podcast, an author that writes a book, that author has a Twitter account. That author has an Instagram account. Send them a DM. What's the worst that happens? You know, the, the, you have to be willing to do what other people aren't, and you have to be willing to ask for help because there's places there's jobs that you can create because of the internet to give you that financial freedom, to give you that flexibility so that you can spend time with your family. I mean, the business that we've created, I'm about to go for one month. I'm going to spend an entire month in Bulgaria. My wife is Bulgarian. Every single year, our family goes to Bulgaria. But when we first started the restaurant, the maximum time I could go was for 10 days because I thought the restaurant would burn down. But as we built the media company, as I started working on my business instead of in my business and started using all these tools that we use, the internet is in the village. 
I'm literally going to be doing clubhouse from the village. I'm going to be podcasting from the village. I'm going to be having zoom meetings with my team from the village, but I'll be able to spend time with my wife's family, with her grandparents, with my kids playing in the garden, playing with the animals. Like it's an exciting thing for me. And if anyone that's listening to this, you can create the life that you want to live because of all this technology we have. There's so much technology to be able to build an online business that generates sales while you're not there. Yeah. And that's wonderful. Like, cause like you said, you are a small barbecue business, but you can reach the whole world and yep. just through your technology. Yep. One last question for you, Shan. So I know you have three different podcasts at this yes. point. What revenue streams are you having for, on your podcast as well? I think many people have sponsorships, affiliate marketing. Uh, what are your top three revenue streams? So- the, the most important thing that we're doing with our content is integrated sponsorship. And by integrated sponsorship, I mean, be the show, not the commercial. So I don't want to create commercials. I don't want to create ad reads for partners that I don't know. I don't want people to come and say, I don't care how much money it is. For me, I have to believe in the products and the services that I'm talking about because of the community that we've built. So I've spent five years podcasting before I got to the point where we're actually generating revenue Mm -hmm. for our show. And that didn't happen until we created a second show. So the amount of time and money and investment that I made into the media side of our business was significant. Not all people are like that. Some people can get sponsors right off the bat, but what you do with that sponsorship, how you cultivate that is important. And it's important because there's so much opportunity. If you become fantastic, if you become so good that they can't ignore you at storytelling and you can tell your story, then you can tell someone else's story. And if you can tell someone else's story, then they're going to want to do business with you. And the more people that want to do business with you, then it becomes what's the most important thing for my community to help my community move forward. So if you go back to the always add value, it's not valuable for me to do a 30 minute show and just talk about advertisements the whole time. That's not valuable. What is valuable is me continuing to do what I do best, which is having an engaging conversation. Because if I'm not curious, if I'm not excited to have the interview, if I'm not excited to publish the interview, then I'm doing a huge disservice to everything that we've built and everything that we've created. If someone's going to take their time, time is the most valuable thing we all have. Whether you're reading something, watching something, even if you watch a 15 second Instagram reel, like it's up to me to do something that is going to make someone smile, to make someone think, to make someone want to share. To make someone happy that they're following me. Anybody that's listening to the show, please, um, you can find me at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. That's on TikTok. That's on LinkedIn. That's on Clubhouse. It's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever your favorite digital playground is. I'm there. I'm weirdly available. Um, I care about uh, people that are, are you, this is a rising tide. And anybody that is trying to do the things that you're doing with your community, um, the things that we're doing with our digital hospitality community, we meet every Wednesday um, and Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Clubhouse. We have an incredible group of diverse thought leaders from all different industries that come and talk about smartphone storytelling, digital hospitality, different tools that we're using in our business. And it's really exciting for me because that's that online portion that becomes in real life. So anybody that listens to the show, if you come to San Diego, please let me know. I'll give you a VIP tour of the barbecue media business that we've created. Um, But 
don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to get involved. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, do something. Don't just listen to this podcast passively. Be active. The active people are the ones that are winning. So thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you for being on the show, Sean. That was media marketing coach, Sean Walchuk. Who knew the importance of storytelling? Social media is continuing to evolve so quickly, but storytelling has been the root of each platform. How you tell your story is how you appear to your audience and the people that come on your page. Hope you will be able to apply some of Sean's points into your marketing strategies. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on our website at www.dayoneway.com or follow us on social media.